I'm ready. Okay, one, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all, y'all Heard. The podcast where Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related yet. Yet again. <laughs> said yet like we were going to be related. Until we cut <laughs> our hands and shake. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a show where two amateur crypto traders talk about what's happening on and off the blockchain. Okay, no, it's not really. We would die of boredom. Yeah, I don't even... I still don't understand what blockchain is. Unless you're talking about that we trade crypto... Cryptids. (laughs) (laughs) I'd get behind that. Um, Oh, in other words, we tell you... What you didn't know you needed to know. (laughs) I gotta get that together. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you may need to know about crypto. Nobody can tell yet, so. Yeah, that makes it sound like we're going to be talking about crypto. We're not. We're not, we're not at all. I was going to ask you to do an episode on NFTs, and then I was like, I don't care enough. I know, and I have some notes here just in case you veered into that, but okay. it's not worth it. <laughs> you should tell me eventually, even though I feel like someone summed it up briefly, but it still upset me. And what I don't understand is why it's bad for the environment. But don't tell me now. If oh, you know, that part I, I that part I did pull out, that's but I still don't understand <laughs> at all. Like I don't understand why like a non-existent digital asset is bad for the environment. But don't tell me that now. Cryptocurrency seems like it's bad for the environment. I don't understand that either. Because machines ahead. making it take up a lot of energy. Yeah, but. This is too deep. I know what this you're. I know what you're thinking. You're like fake money. I mean, can I just throw together a couple of JPEGs and say, "Hey, there's yeah, my fake exactly, dollars." That's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> is it high res? Is it like too high res? The way they're making the fake money glisten, the way the Doja coin glistens in the digital moonlight. Is that what's taking up all the? You know money? how you know how like um, when I was a kid, I always thought, you know. My young, naive, simplistic mind, I was like, well, if there's not enough money, why don't they just make more money? Yeah. And then people were like, well, if they make more money, then the money doesn't have value. Yeah. And so I think the same thing applies. Apparently, it's intentionally cost prohibitive in terms of uh, energy usage to make it. (laughs) Okay, this brief conversation has convinced me that now we do need an episode, but please can Damn you it. do it? Can I just echo you? Also, biggest question: Why is it Doja Coin, not Doge Coin? I I like the cat coins. Doesn't Taco Bell have one too? Like to like what is it called? Like like ah uh, Taco Coin. I was trying to do a play on something. Bit Taco. I thought it was going to be something with a chalupa, but I haven't got there yet. I'll get back to you. Hey, chalupa. <laughs> oh, I love chalupa. 
How's anyway, your week, Marissa? Um, I don't know. I'm doesn't, getting more. It doesn't sound good. No. Uh, I keep falling asleep early because my life is so devoid of substance while Invisalign is in my mouth. <laughs> Because I realized that I only like life when I can incessantly drink something in or eat something. How many more months you got? I don't know, like three or or two and something. I don't know. I don't know if this is a three or a four month process. Um, but yeah, I uh, I have a pretty addictive personality, and I got to say, I used to smoke, and I definitely used to like binge eat at a time. I don't do either of those things anymore, but I think my body still wants to just, like, do something all the time. Yeah. So, like, I like to drink tea a lot because it's not bad for me. I mean, I used to drink alcohol a lot, but I've learned that's not great. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not able to just, like, incessantly drink tea after dinner and stuff, and I'm just like, fuck this. I'm going to sleep at 10 o'clock. Um, that's not early. <laughs> okay. I know, I know, for you. I went to t- I sleep at 10 o'clock on a Saturday. I like to go to sleep at 3 in the morning on a Saturday. That's just stupid anyway. Yeah, Pete, shut up. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so my life is hard. <laughs> I know that it's not compared to so many things, but you know what? Just is. Your life is you? yours. Yeah. You? Uh, this past weekend, I fell down while I was gardening. Mm-hmm. Um, I scheduled my vaccine appointment. Okay. And cool. the Dallas Wings have four first-round picks in the WNBA draft, which is later this week, but before the show comes out. Isn't the Dallas Wings? Yeah. Oh. What's their mask? Like a bunch of chicken wings? Um, I believe it would be a Pegasus. Oh. God, no. It's not it's a whole fucking horse, like, girly shit? Yeah, yeah. That's really upsetting. I don't think if anyone asks those women basketball players, what do you want to be your mascot? And they'd be like, oh, a Pegasus. <laughs> At least it's not a unicorn. Yeah, okay. I mean, it may, it may as well be, but okay. <laughs> Uh oh! By the way, uh, our guest last time, I texted him the day his episode came out. Not a response from him or his wife. <laughs> don't know if they heard it. Don't know if they hated it. Don't know what. They just didn't even text me back. Hmm. Well, I gave um. Don't tell me. Flag fiber. Got it. Somewhere mm-hmm. in my head. Gave her a follow on Instagram. Nice. And then um, the picture that I put up of me cutting, pretending to cut with the saw. Um, she liked cool. that picture. Oh, okay. So maybe they love the episode, but just don't think that we're worth giving feedback to. And if they do like the episode and think it's not worth giving it to us, they could give it to iTunes. <laughs> yeah. I love them. They probably just forgot to respond. But, yeah. 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 Icebreaker. Um. So yeah, do you have an icebreaker? I'm gonna send you a picture, just to give you some um, 
you know, like Ooh. some. I hate this starting point. Uh, my icebreaker is Marissa. What is the worst facial hair? Mm, like in general that I've seen, like I would say that you've seen. Have you ever seen the commercial for um for the show? I know you don't watch the show. Have you ever seen the commercial for um what the hell is it? Uh, it's a show about a polygamous guy with these four white lady wives. No. You haven't seen any you, polygamous? You watch entire channels that I don't watch. <laughs> uh, I actually subscribe to Discovery Plus, which gives me <laughs> constant access to 90 Day Fiance spinoffs and shows about polygamy. Oh, God. I was about to just <laughs> Google that on my work computer. Stop <laughs> uh, myself. Um, damn it. It's not seeking sister wives. But what does uh, it look like? Is it any of the ones on the picture that I sent you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but they can't see it. Yeah, I know, but if I put the picture up, then... Okay, okay. Well, basically, I hate... Oh, no, I guess... No, okay, yeah. I guess it's simple. It's a toss-up between a goatee and a soul patch. Like, it's facial hair that I imagine, like, a a quote-unquote cool pastor would have. (laughs) Or, um... Yeah, or someone with, like, blonde tips in the early 2000s would have. Okay. Uh, It's really upsetting. Is it the petite goatee in the bottom left? Oh, no, that looks like a demon. That sound looks like a devil. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care about that. Like the straight up goatee, which is in the third row. Uh, I hate that. And like I said, and I hate a soul patch. But I feel, I feel like-, like a soul patch is universally just don't do it. Yeah, honestly, I feel like I hate the goatee more because my boyfriend who is is a lovely man and he shaves all the time but just sometimes he's lazy he seems like the only place where he like default grows like a cohesive patch of facial hair is where a soul patch would be he never lets it grow but sometimes i look at him and the shadow <laughs> makes it look like he has a soul patch and i'm like oh i think some people just like don't try for this it just grows and they get lazy so i'm like i'll let no. that pass but a straight up goatee i don't let i don't like it i was going to pick uh the fu manchu which is not exactly what I was thinking of, but it's the closest thing on this picture that I sent you. Because um, there's some sort of construction happening outside of my apartment building today where they're taking a perfectly laid road and digging it up for no reason. Okay. <laughs> and they need police, of course, there. And um, there's a, a police officer out there, and he has, like, I don't think it's a Fu Manchu. I think he has a, a horseshoe, I guess. <laughs> Is that on him? Under his nose? That's Ew. made of hair. <laughs> okay. And it just looks so terrible. And I, like, this is the only cop that I know of in Wilkesbury. And he just sucks because he looks like he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he I... also, like, puts his thumbs in the in the vest and stands around like this. Like that yeah. sort of stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like... I don't know. You really have to, like... like oh, what? I, I have to... I'm sorry. But to finish my my point is that if you were lazy, that's never... Go- like, you're never going to grow a horseshoe by accident underneath your your nose. Yeah, yeah. And if you had, a like, a, a Van Dyke on this, the, the like, go- goatee with the mustache, 
then you could be like, well, like you said, maybe the hair grows more in there, or maybe that's yeah. a more sensitive area <laughs> that you don't want to <laughs> shave. Yeah. And um, but this particular person is going through the trouble of like shaping this, like in the morning he has to look in the mirror and go hell yeah and then he has to like then he has to like shave the chin part out so that and i just i don't know oh i mean hell yeah is definitely what someone with a goatee says (laughs) like absolutely (laughs) like i'm glad pierre maybe has one and i like him he's maybe the only person who i accept having a goatee but like it does fit his personality oh i'm telling you it's just upset (laughs) Maybe a petite goatee would bother me on someone, but at least in the picture you gave me, it definitely just makes me imagine of, like, this man is actually Satan in a costume. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Satan always has a petite goatee. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pete, speaking of Satan, do I have a show for you? I'm ready. (laughs) So Pete asked me to do a show topic. Um, Thank goodness it was something I didn't mind researching okay pete did you did you just think it would be interesting to hear my research or do you really not know the story with this i have to say that um i i heard people talk about it on Uh a podcast but i don't know all the details um and i don't know any aftermath or anything like that i think these people were talking about it like the week that it happened okay so I'm going to lay out everyone. Oh, secondly, I asked you to do this because the Lil Nas X episode was also our most popular episode, and I thought oh, okay. maybe we can well, well, catch well, lightning yeah. twice. <laughs> so yeah, everyone, I am going to kind of give you an overview of what happened with Lil Nas X, Little Lil Nas X, and his Satan shoes, uh, <laughs> which I'm I'm assuming you've heard of this, but uh, like Pizza, just in case you kind of like missed something about it uh i'll give you through the beginning and the end so basically lil nas x recently released a new video for his song montero and then in parentheses call me by by your name uh also with whatever opinions or things i say i just want to say i fucking love lil nas x you know what didn't love this song (laughs) but the video was fine it was fine i i did i have no opinions uh it was, I like all his videos because they're all weird, but like, I, honestly, I liked his Christmas Santa ho ho song more, but that's, again, neither here nor there. Um, so for those who have not seen the Montero music video, it's a video that's pretty, like, full of biblical imagery. Uh, the video begins with Lil Nas X in the Garden of Eden. I think he ends up, you know, being tempted, and then he gets sent to hell. And the way he's sent to hell is he slides down a stripper pole while scantily clad. Uh, and then he gives Satan a lap dance and he ends up like making out with Satan. And uh, if I remember correctly, I meant to look this up in the video, but I think at the end he ends up kind of like ousting Satan and he gains Satan, Satan's crown. Uh, if I'm wrong about the very end, I stand corrected. But that's very Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Do you watch Sabrina? I have. Okay. <laughs> Um, so along with the release of this new video, Lil Nas X unveiled a pair of modded Nike Air Max 97s uh, that kind of went with the theme of the video. So again, these are like custom Nikes. These are not um, a collaboration with Nike. These are just like they took a pair of Nikes and made them customized. Uh, 
These sneakers were created by the American Art Collective, M-I-S-C-H-F. I imagine that's pronounced mischief. And they were called Satan Shoes. <laughs> so for all the creativity that went into it, the it ended at naming it. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't... Well, you'll, you'll see. For some specifics on the sneakers, 666 pairs of these limited edition sneakers were created. The soles... Oh, these sneakers are black. Uh, the soles of each sneaker were filled with 66 cc's of red ink and one single drop of human blood. <laughs> and it was said that that human blood came from members of the Mischief Art Collective. Oh, if it's not not Lil Nas X's, who cares? No, it's not. Yeah, he didn't I have to say, I, no. you're, you're not done, right? Describing them? No. When I heard a description of them, I was like, these sound like shoes Marissa would like. <laughs> I would say, if I wasn't anti-Satan, yes. <laughs> I, like, I, I think if I, I, unlike <laughs> many others. You no, know, like, I love a gothy thing, but I don't like something like with a pentagram. I don't like, like things that support Satan. But anyway, I feel like that sounded really corny to say. But I just, like, <laughs> I don't know where I stand religiously and what's real and what's allegory and blah 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 but why tent fate and why bit by pro fairy anti-satan yes <laughs> okay so more of the sneakers there is a pentacle charm affixed to the laces and a pentagram is like on the inside of the shoe and on the side of each sneaker says luke ten eighteen, uh which refers to the verse that reads and he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And In these to, dope shoes. <laughs> and to further re uh, refer to that uh, verse, uh, each sneaker was priced at $1,018. <laughs> anyway. And as I said... No goats? What? No goats? No, I don't think so. Oh, that stinks. Let me see. I don't. Uh, let me double check. No, I don't. Uh, no, or or is it on the inside? On the inside, then I don't think so because I have seen them before. But then I, I like wanted to read like an exact description, and if nobody mentioned it, I mean, it'd be funny if the inside where you put your sh your foot is like a goat screaming. Wait, you have to no. put your foot in the goat's <laughs> mouth. Mouth. No, I, I'm looking now. No, no, there's no. <laughs> um. Okay, so, uh, like I Is said... Is it true that they're equipped with, like, foot warmers? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! That'd be, uh, that'd be smart. I mean, that would be smart, <laughs> but I, that probably would have put the price up even more. Um, and even though Nike had nothing to do with this, like I said, these are modded sneakers... So it's worth noting that the brand's Nike signature swoosh is featured very prominently on this specific style of shoe. Okay, so what was the reaction to these shoes? Well, everybody loved them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, definitely not everybody, but they did sell out in mere minutes. They were incredibly hard to get. Um, this is crypto. What? Do you understand? <laughs> don't, don't make this. 
and then I have the bandwidth to handle. Okay, <laughs> save that for that episode. Okay, and uh, while collectors and Lil Nas X fans were totally stoked about these sneakers, um, the sneakers and Lil Nas X's Montero music video quickly outraged conservatives uh, and the religious right. Uh, one example is. South Dakota governor Christy Nome shared an image of the shoes on Twitter alongside a warning that said we are in a fight for the soul of our nation. You could also find like clips of pastors talking about them and things. Anyway, and days later, I mean clearly linked to the backlash, Nike filed a lawsuit against the art collective mischief for trademark infringement and dilution false designation of origin, and unfair competition. They argued that the shoe violates its trademark and damages its brand. Uh, Nike referenced the ongoing controversy as part of its complaint. Uh, And this next part comes uh, as reported by CBS News. Nike argued that the shoes were likely to cause confusion and dilution and create an erroneous association between mischief's products and Nike. Uh, they allege that there is already evidence of significant confusion and dilution occurring in the mic- marketplace, including cause- calls to boycott Nike in response to the launch of Mischief Satan Shoes based on the mistaken belief that Nike has authorized or approved this product. As a direct and proximate result of Mischief's wrongful acts, Nike has suffered, continues to suffer, and or is likely to suffer damages to its trademark, business reputation, and goodwill that money cannot compensate. So, yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of verbiage there. Long story short, a lot of people who are lazy and don't read <laughs> thought Nike themselves made the sneakers. Aren't the so, same people, though, protesting this, probably the same people who protested Nike for <laughs> Colin Kaepernick? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, very sure. <laughs> like, but so there. that assumes that during a period, they came back to Nike. <laughs> yeah, probably. Colin Kaepernick stopped playing football. They started playing Nikes again, and now they got to burn him again. <laughs> oh yeah, I would say without a doubt that sounds about right. <laughs> um, so, before I go on, let's take some time to talk about who is Mischief, uh, the art collaborative. So, Mischief Product Studio Inc is an art collective based in Brooklyn, New York. Mischief has produced a wide range of artworks, ranging from, not, not like paintings or anything, obviously, uh, but ranging from anything from browser plugins to sneakers, uh, physical products, social media channels, and photographs. The group announces the availability of their work in numbered drops. So whatever they make, there's only like a limited amount of it. Mm-hmm. So... Let's talk about some things they've done in the past. In May 2018, Mischief released its first work titled The Persistence of Chaos. The work was one single 2008 Windows laptop loaded with six malware programs. The programs included were those that had purportedly caused nearly $100 billion in damage to the global economy. Okay, never heard of that. Um... (laughs) In 2020, they released something called Severed Spots. And for this, you know, art piece, they 
they purchased uh, a $30,000 uh, Damien Hurst spot print. So they, they uh, purchased a piece of art from a different artist. And after purchasing the artwork, Severed Mr. Cut it? What? Severed it? <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. They cut out all of the individual spots from this art piece and sold each individual spot for $480 each. Then there was a second work, which consisted of the leftover paper after mm-hmm. the spots were cut out, uh, which was sold for $261,400. Okay. In 2020, the group also released a dog collar called Cuss Collar that turned a dog's barks into spoken swear words. <laughs> uh, that now- sounds okay, but I do have to say, all of these names... They're all leading up to Satan shoes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In February 2021, uh, Mischief purchased four Birkin bags, which if you're unfamiliar, those are very expensive designer bags. Now now you don't mean Bergen bags. No, not Candace Bergen bags. It's when Candace Bergen of uh, Merck Brown fame buys, or not buys it, but custom paints on some of the Birkin bags. (laughs) Anyway. Um... They use these four Birkin bags to create Berg, Birkin sandals, which they call <laughs> Birkenstock. The shoes sold for between $34,000 and $76,000, depending on the size of shoe purchased. Guys, as I've told you before, I have braces now. And. Nobody can tell pe- but you! <laughs> this speech impediment is killing me right now. Anyway. Pete, most importantly, this is the most important thing to consider now. Two years ago, Mischief created a media frenzy with the debut of its Jesus Shoes. Okay. A customized Nike Air Max 97, which is the exact same sneaker that they use for Satan Shoes, uh, filled with holy water from the Jordan <laughs> River. Okay. This pair of sneaker, of course, again, not endorsed or made by Nike, was worn by A-list celebrities, including the likes of Drake. Um, uh, it actually- <laughs> Sorry, I expected more of a list. I did, too. A-list celebrities I- with an S. <laughs> As I was reading, I realized I only wrote one person. <laughs> As the most Google shoe of 2019, the Jesus shoe, our group arguably bought Nike a, a pretty decent amount of good press. Uh, definitely a lot of attention. Uh, and neither Nike nor, might we mention, the Vatican or any other religious group of, of you know, which has a, a, an amount of power uh, took any legal action against mischief or publicly disavowed the shoes or anything. They just kind of, like, let it go. Uh, now, before I talk about, like, the actual, you know, the, what happened at the end of this story, I, I was like, is it even, is it, like, actually illegal to customize shoes and then resell them? Because I know that it's definitely not, like, probably, like, something that is, like, poo-pooed <laughs> or found upon by Nike. But, but like they said, like, they didn't take legal action from the Jesus shoes. Um, <laughs> so... Oh, I'll, I guess I'll save the question. No, you can ask it now. Do you think that 
if people knew the context more of the Jesus shoe versus the Satan shoe and the balance of good and evil, that they may not have cared as much? No. Do you think that if the Satan shoe came first and then the Jesus shoe came, that (laughs) mischief would save face? No. (laughs) I think I would have been mad that a Satan shoe exists no matter what. Even Mm -hmm. though, like, there are a lot of shoes with pictures of, like, Baphomet on them right now. Worn by A-list celebrities like Satan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's... Yeah, I guess he would be considered A-list. You think it's (laughs) D-list? The devil? Yeah, oh, I like that. I like that. Um... I actually couldn't find, see, I couldn't find like a clear cut, yes, it is illegal. No, it is not illegal. So I... But it is very close to what Candace Bergen is doing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I think, I I mean, just me going off things I read how I feel, I think that you could make a case that it's illegal, but if if what you're doing just brings good attention to the brand and doesn't the brand they don't give a shit mm-hmm. anyway i like uh, i feel uh, like public skateboarding not really illegal once you start like doing tricks that are damaging property that's a problem true i agree with you. yeah so uh i went to avvo.com which is an online marketplace for legal services mm-hmm. and they also kind of have like a little forum part that's like quora but we're only lawyers you know, my in. girlfriend's a lawyer well, we can ask her if everything I said is wrong. Anyway, I mean, again, this is me quoting other lawyers. This is not me saying this. Mm-hmm. So two people weighed in on AVVO.com uh, whether or not some customize sneaker sneakers and resell them. First quote is, this is completely legal. There are a number of well-known graffiti artists who have been doing this for years. As a legal matter, creating art out of Nike shoes would be a transformational use of the shoe. And Nike could not validly complain that their trademark was tarnished or shown in your art. Um, And the second person says, this is probably trademark infringement without approval from Nike. There may be arguments that you can rely on for the fair use doctrine if your customization creates transformative works of art. But the fair use doctrine is quite narrow, and if you sell the modified products commercially for profit, mm-hmm. you almost certainly won't qualify for fair use. So yeah, it does seem like there's some sort of argument, like they're both saying about uh, if you, you know, transform the shoe itself into some sort of work of art that, you know, is quite different from its original intention. But um, it also seems like a question of um, enforcing the laws. Like yeah, exactly. Like Jesus shoes, a plus for Nike. No reason to sue. Satan shoes, yeah. a minus for Nike. We need to sue them to get get money back. You know. <laughs> so yeah, to jump off from what you just said. So what the hell's the difference? Like this place, this place, this collective made Satan shoes and Jesus shoes. Why are they only in trouble for the Satan shoes? Um, well, again, it probably has to do with the kind of press they're getting. Mm-hmm. Um. So Lil Nas X, um, so like I said, the Satan shoes were released like in tandem with the Montero music video. And the Montero music video amassed over 55 million views, 
like in less than a week. And the clip had received praise for being unapologetically queer by some, while others called it like wildly blasphemous due to the video's provocative religious content. Lil Nas X was also criticized for releasing the video on the eve of Holy Week leading up to Easter. While the Jesus shoes also went viral, they didn't have the same like social impact as the Satan shoe. And uh, like I said, the Satan shoe came with lots of lots of bad press. And uh, religious viewers were saying that these were sinful. Oh, I get it. Walking on water. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so again, it was just like it was like the the video and the shoes together just like made this like. <laughs> so if Super Drake released black. a video with his G- if Drake released a video while he was wearing his Jesus shoes, do you think that would have helped? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, honestly, I, I don't think it's just a matter of the shoes. I think mm. it's because Lil Nas X is unapologetically gay, and that's also an issue to the religious right. So I think there's just too much going on with he's Lil black, Nas. he's gay. Yeah. Exactly. And people just love Jesus. Yeah, so I think it was just too much. Okay. So, what ended up happening? Um, so Nike, as I said, sued Mischief, and they have since reached a settlement. Though for some reason, the exact terms of the deal haven't been fully disclosed. Like, if, if, if Mischief had to, like, pay Nike, no one, no one's divulging that information. But there was some information shared. As part of the settlement, Nike has asked Mischief, and Mischief has agreed, to initiate a voluntary recall to buy back any Satan shoes for their original retail price to remove them from circulation. However, the buyback is, of course, not mandatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, if all the people who bought their shoes chose to return them, you know, Mischief could theoretically be out nearly like $700,000. They're not going to do that, though. Yeah. But they're likely not going to, since the resale value of these shoes is wild. <laughs> um, also, uh, for the record, like about you know, re- um, making sure they're no longer circulated. I Can mean, you imagine, shoes- no, how about the poor Satanists? You know, it's like all I want are these shoes, but I can't afford this. These prices. <laughs> these shoes are for art collectors. They're not for Satanists. <laughs> I mean, case in point, one of the co-hosts on the last podcast on the left, um, he calls himself a Satanist, and he wanted the shoes, and he was unable to get them. I think he could afford them, but he was unable to get them in the short amount of time that they were for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so basically, 665 of the shoes were sold and went out. So I mean, like they're all they're all out there now. There's just one pair apparently that that wasn't for sold. the Smithsonian. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and um, despite having to settle with Nike, it seems like at the end of the day, Mischief still experienced a win, or at least in terms of their artistic mission. Here's a statement uh, from Mischief: uh, Mischief intended to comment on the absurdity of the collaboration culture practiced by some brands and about the perniciousness of intolerance uh they say that this comment uh that they were trying to make was 
quote-unquote, dramatically amplified by Nike's lawsuit. And now that mischief has achieved its artistic purpose with these shoes, it figured that settling the lawsuit and moving on was the best move. So who won? Who I I'd say everyone who bought the shoes can now resell them for thousands of dollars. Yeah. And mischief's message was made, uh, and Lil Nas X got a lot of press, a lot of press, <laughs> lots of press, and I'm sure he's not into catering to the religious right anyway. I'd say everyone. Uh, you know what? You're right. I think everyone won. Oh yeah, I guess the religious right did win because they got. You know, the lawsuit went through. So, yeah, I guess you're right. Because, like, what's the curse of the one-hit wonder? That for the rest of your life you're going to be playing that one song. And I don't think Lil Nas... Like, Lil Nas X already made a bucket of money off of Old Town Road. He doesn't need to want. <laughs> yeah. and, and and I'm sure that he doesn't want to play Old Town Road for the rest of his life based on the other types of music, like, the types of music that he makes, you know and other songs so he wins because he probably lost out on a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. like big bigger opportunities but it sounds like he's not really into that anyway yeah so i mean well i you know i I said i'm not into satan shoes but i mean perhaps a little nas x for sticking by his guns even when it's not popular and being you know uh an outspoken gay black man getting his message out perhaps to mischief for making slightly stupid things but i mean stupid things can be fun and uh not props to nike for being uptight boners (laughs) (laughs) time passes and people forget things so i remember the madonna video in my youth was so controversial because there was a black man portraying jesus and she was like touching him and stuff <laughs> yeah i forgot about that yeah 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 so pete did that tell you all you needed to know yeah but i'm glad i could help thanks <laughs> you're welcome that was a very pleasant research if you had to put liquid in a shoe that you were designing mm-hmm. what would the liquid be you want to answer first i don't have an answer <laughs> I would make a pair of Ooh, oh, I would put um I would suspend various crystals in oh oh Oh, you're making crystals. slime shoes. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I would put like gemstones and water and make like fairy shoes. Slime shoes would sell better. I mean, yeah, they would, but you ask me what I want. I don't want slime shoes. Yeah. Or or glitter water. It doesn't need to be like special. I just want like fun looking liquid. Or the blood of my lover. I don't <laughs> <laughs> ah! Like Billy Bob and Angelina Jolie had vials of blood. I want it in my shoe, bitch. <laughs> uh gross. Yes. Diet Coke. Mm, okay. Yeah, but you can't drink it. What's the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> Mineral <Or> water. <laughs> no, I like that color. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, I don't know.
plugs. You got any plugs? I wanted to plug uh, Mike's Arizona Woodworking Dusty Playlist, which is now available on our Patreon. Yeah, based off of the episode we just did, starring Mike Jackowitz, a renowned woodworker. Marissa, have you gotten feedback from people about what it's like for us having a guest? No. I feel like we talked over Mike a lot. (laughs) But I I also feel like he was okay with that. (laughs) I feel like I did. I feel like you were fine. I Also, I couldn't hear him well, so that's part of it. Mm -hmm. See, I was going to get feedback about what it's like to be a guest, but I feel like with our next guest, it's going to be a different... um, like setup, so I don't know that that's necessarily indicative of what a guest with us will always be like. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Though we could use a crypto expert. I mean, oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, sometimes I don't want feedback. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. Um, what are you okay. plugging? What? What are you plugging? So, have you seen the trailer or heard anything about the movie Concrete Cowboy with Idris Elba? Yes. Okay. So, it's it's technically a fictional movie, but it's heavily inspired uh, by real-life urban horse riders in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, yeah. And the thing is, I was on the website for the real-life urban riding club, and they said that the movie has created some sort of, like, confusion, and a lot of people think that you know, that the movie's based on them and they don't really like the way everything would be portrayed if that's the case. And also, apparently, there was some sort of, like, fundraising effort made by the makers of the movie that ended up, like, taking attention off of an actual GoFundMe made by um, the Philly Urban Riding Club. Hmm. So, if you have any interest, like, if you look at uh, Concrete Cowboys and you're like, that's a pretty cool story, and you really want to, like, look into you know the real life urban riding club also if you don't know what i'm talking about sorry <laughs> uh, i realize i'm like missing something there's basically an urban horse riding club in philly like straight up in the city um black owned um and it seems like really cool and i actually I donated to them today because they just seem so cool um so I'm, uh, marissa's, so I'm, marissa's plugging her gofundme to create a documentary that tells the truth about urban no! writing. I think there is a documentary already, actually. <laughs> so I am plugging the Fletcher Street Urban Writing Clubs in Philadelphia. They have their own Do website. Do they spell Fletcher P-H? No! <laughs> F-L-E-T-C-H-E-R. Uh, so, yeah, so there's a new movie coming out, which is just a book called Concrete Cowboy, which is pretty cool. It's about, like, dudes in the city raising horses riding horses but um but it's like it's like grittier and about like you know a father and a son and like you know street lights but the real life group just seems like really sweet and a lot less grit and a lot more just like sweetness we don't so, need, uh, we don't need grit these days <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you just first of all you're just looking for like a a, a black owned organization to donate in these trying times like they just are doing real i don't know it's just so cool it just made me so happy just remember so, marissa hates horses yeah i fucking hate horses <laughs> but this 
was just so sweet. I don't care about the horses themselves, but I care about these men doing very unique in an urban setting. So again, Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club. That is uh, just people riding horses straight up in Philadelphia. <laughs> so, um, sorry, that was a convoluted way to plug. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, anyway, call us at 570-PODWAD1. Tell me if you could tell that I have a list now. Um, slide into my DMs at Risk Vandal. R-I-S. Nope. Nope. Not even spell it. <laughs> that was the first time I heard it. Okay. Yeah. It's, anyway. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Yeah, hi. Hi.